Hello and welcome to the Urban Health Podcast, Keeping Busy People Healthy. Today on the show, we have Jace Robinson from Abshak Evolution of Fitness. Hi, Jace. How are you? Hi, Stephanie. I'm good, thank you. How are you? Great. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for inviting me. Your business, Abshak, is going from strength to strength. What is Abshak? Tell us a bit more about it. Where are you based? What do you offer? And for people who haven't heard of it. Perfect. Okay, yeah, well, Abshak is a health bar in Coventry, and what we do is we make healthy food tasty and accessible. Uh, We make it so that people can get good quality food that's actually going to benefit their lifestyle instead of having to go out and just make do with the foods that are available. Yeah, actually, I was in Coventry six months ago, and I actually struggled to find uh, healthy options uh, to maintain my lifestyle. So it's actually a good a good place to to do it. Fantastic. And yeah, exactly. Yeah, Coventry is quite is known for being behind a little bit, especially from London. And London's its own entity, though, isn't it? So it kind of has millions of these sorts of things, and uh, anything outside of it usually tends to lag a few months or years behind, doesn't it? Well, it, it takes someone like you to to be innovative in in Coventry, so that's great. And what what motivated you to create Abshak in Coventry? Was it or, in, or Abshak in general? Well, Abshak's a, a mind uh, baby that I've had for a good five years now. And uh, since opening my gym four years ago, uh, it was something I tried to attach to the gym, but didn't work as an attachment to something. So I just kind of left it as um, as a back thought, put it on the back burner. And the opportunity came up um, at a local shopping centre, which I thought I'd take up. And I just inquired, things started rolling. And before I knew it, we were opening Abshak Health Bar. But it, prior to that, it was more of a, you know, I was uh, quite an overweight child. And it's something that turning my nutrition uh, to like proper health was uh, beneficial for me and it's something that I'd like to do for others around the city of Coventry. So it's, it's obviously important to have uh, a good spread of macronutrients and micronutrients in your food. And I know you take a lot of pride yeah. in, in covering all those angles in the food that you provide. Yeah. So for somebody who's losing, uh, interested in losing fat and keep their muscle or somebody who's looking to gain muscle, um, yeah. are there different macronutrients we should bear in mind for each of those examples? Yeah, there are. There's there's lots of different variables. And I'd say the most important thing on that would be your mindset and what suits you and your lifestyle. And it's something a lot of people don't start with. A lot of people, they'll start with, oh, I've got to be on a calorie deficit, I've got to be this. But, you know, there, there are some people that if they're on a calorie deficit, their mind tends to be in the wrong place. And this is where people tend to relapse. So what we're about is educating people on proper functional nutrition that's going to help benefit their lifestyle so that it can actually make a change rather than telling them they have to be like this for a certain period of time and and then them end up relapsing. So it's more about the educational side of it and making sure that the food they have is tasty and enjoyable to adapt to their lifestyle. And it's about education and helping them understand that they're nourishing themselves from within, that we need minerals, we need vitamins, we need fresh, healthy food that nourish us completely. And that the processed foods that we eat actually deplete uh, the nutrients in our body. And I guess part of your education is is encouraging people to not have processed food as part of their diet to, to a large extent. Yes, yes exactly that. I mean, um, there are some companies out there, without naming names, um, that will 
tell you to stay clear of avocados because they're high calorific, but you can drink as many Diet Cokes as you like because they're, they're not uh, a sin or whatever it is. And it's completely counterproductive. Obviously, as you know, if people are consuming um, fake sugars, then it makes the brain crave search out real sugars. And on the other hand, you know, avocados, they're so nutrient-dense. If you were to consume an avocado, it will satiatize you due to the amount of fats in it. And you'll get so much more from just chowing down on an avocado than you would sipping on, you know, 20 Diet Cokes through the day. And it's getting that sort of thing across to people that I think is going to make a difference to the way people look at processed foods and how people relate to their food. I think if someone is just starting out on their health journey, they lack the discernment. So they they yeah. think that zero calories is zero problems. And that isn't yeah. the case. It can still spike insulin. And, yeah. uh, and it can, the psychosomatic effects of having something sweet can still make you crave more sweet things later on. So having processed foods yeah. clutters your brain, clutters your genuine truth inside we all innately know what's good for us and having processed foods and chemicals clouds our better judgment so we end up getting in an addictive cycle and we don't understand why and yeah and and avocados are calorific yes everything inside it is good for you and it's it's about moderate amount no one is eating 10 avocados a day of course (laughs) Yes. So, so how how do you encourage, uh, particularly ladies in particular? They're used to eating such little calories, but the the quality of the ingredients is so low. And having yeah. yogurt and fruit and all this, it also it's so high in sugar and inflammatory with the dairy. How how do you yeah. educate your clients on that? Well, we try to work with workshops on them. So when they initiate uh, interest in some sort of a meal prep or uh, within the company, we invite them along to a free seminar where we can actually talk to them about the benefits of fat and that fat, it doesn't necessarily mean fat, you know, the two words that shouldn't be linked in that sort of way, you know, there should be some, some sort of a, a different word for it because unfortunately, you know, people associate being fat with consuming fat and it, it's completely counterproductive to people who want to eat natural and actually benefit their body. So when we introduce them to these workshops, we try and educate them properly in the right decisions and work with them alongside if they were to uh, go along with a meal prep of some sort, work alongside them and just say, you know, trust in us. If it doesn't work, then you can see that it doesn't work. If it does work, then, you know, the, you know, the results will speak for themselves. You'll be enjoying tasty food and it's all healthy and you'll just, you know, you, you will notice if we've already had five minutes. We've been open five weeks now, and we've already had our female clients come back there. And I, you know, at first I wasn't sure about the calorie content and the fat, but now I can actually see weight coming up, and I feel good about myself. I don't feel like I'm missing out on things, and I don't feel like I'm craving certain foods and fruits because we're giving them whole foods that are going to help with their the growth of their body, rather than just giving them food for the sake of it that's low calorie that they're going to start craving other extra things than snacking. So Jace, I I completely agree. I find that uh, getting people off processed foods and onto 
plant-based natural foods with a good amount of protein in there. Do you get, like me, do you get accused of being strict because we don't allow processed foods in the diet? I don't see it as being strict. I see it as, well, define what food is. And for me, food... Food is supposed to nourish you, and uh, and uh, uh, Urban Health's mantra is give your body what it needs and absolutely nothing that it doesn't need. And if it's not designed to be in the body, then it's not food actually anyway. Yes, exactly. And it's, uh, it's that not people have got to look at it as not a restriction. Yes, it might be looking at restriction from foods that they're used to eating, but if they actually have a look around the foods that are then available to them when they do start experimenting with their food and, you know, the flavors that they can then you're actually opening your eyes to a whole different scale of tastes, flavors, and foods. And they need to, it's just switching, again, it's going back to the mindset, switching that mindset of I'm being restricted, I can't have that, and now I've got to eat this, which I don't think is good. So opening their minds and putting it a different way, look at what foods you can have. You know, don't think about the foods that are, you know, that are, like you say, just calorie-dense and not really good for you look at the foods that we are allowing you to have and experiment with those foods yeah and it's this idea of being allowed i i get asked often am i allowed this am i allowed that and my my response is always give me five good reasons why you should eat this and give me five good reasons why you shouldn't and nature wins every time because you can always come up with good reasons to have spinach kale broccoli uh, if if you're not vegan salmon you know there's always great reasons and there's never really bad reasons for that whereas if we think no. of any processed food or a lot of my city gentlemen who go out drinking at the weekend to cope with stress and they they binge to to cope with emotions then uh, they derail all the progress they've made in the gym i i yeah. still think that if you do 80% right consistency you've got 20% wiggle room once you've achieved a certain level of fitness and competency and i i i believe that if you have a food in your life that you feel if you took it out of your diet you'd you'd go a bit crazy then you've got an odd relationship with that food and i i question that yeah of course i mean like you just said the whole 20 rule is a big um rule in life in general whether it be business or nutrition and all that sort of thing. But, yeah, when you say, you know, give yourself some space, as soon as you start restricting those foods that people do want to have, then that's when people start to react because they'll think that they're doing bad. And then it's the whole, oh, well, I've eaten that now, so I'll start Monday. And then, you know, Monday's four days away. So then they're eating rubbish for four days. And it's, it's giving you that 20% allowance to be able to go, right, I've heard that, you know, let's, let's forgive and forget and move on and you know crack on with what I was doing so not punishing themselves about it as well I see it as an act of self-love and self-esteem and self-respect and thinking I want to put into my body what's good for me and if I put things that harm me well why am I doing that and I know that sounds severe and not many people share that view but the clients that have adopted that way of thinking feel quite liberated because their lives have no longer become about a list of foods that they're allowed or not allowed. They, they simply just don't want that junk anymore. They don't want the junk yeah. food. And yeah, I mean, that's a, it's a great way of looking at it. I mean, not wanting it and making that 
almost that question that you've implemented in some as an automatic reaction to any sort of so-called junk food, you know, is, is great. But then you still get those people who are more focused on calories and counting calories. And you've got to look at it from both sides. If they're counting calories, there, but, you know, there is a huge chance of relapse when you're counting because, you know, you're not going to count calories for the rest of your life. It's not something that is done. So as long as you are grounded and you can look at what you're eating on the whole, and implementing your strategy of, you know, let's look at this, do I need it, is it going to harm me, is it going to help me, then making that automatic is going to benefit people better than going, is it 10 calories, is it 100 calories? Yeah, I, I think calories, are, I like my clients to identify what calories are in their foods initially, just to have some awareness, because they're yeah. so surprised that that pastry in Starbucks is 500 calories, which can equate to being a third of their daily intake. And they they get quite shocked. And a lot of my clients get quite angry. I didn't realize I was being fed this. And now they have that conscious choice where they are choosing whether to put that in their bodies or not. And And that's the thing. It is a general awareness and it is generalized, unfortunately. There's nothing specific about obviously calories are determined by what a machine burns uh, the food at, and obviously we're not machines, we're a lot more complex, we've got a lot more things going on with our hormones, that our digestive system's a lot different to the machine that gives us our calorie, um, our calorie, calorific figures that we go by, but it is a well-rounded figure that, close or not close, can help people with a, with a specific guideline um, initially, but when it gets to the point of, you know, looking at it from a mindset, and I think with the two views, your other the way you do it with the is this food going to benefit me or is it going to you know hinder me and making that an automatic response before anyone chooses something. Uh, the way I from the two uh, ways that you're doing obviously crossing over will help as well. But I think your prior way of doing it is um, benefit people a lot more once you change that mindset to believing that they can do better if they question before they consume it. Yeah, I, I think it's all, it all starts with mindset, Jason. You're creating a, a community in Coventry where people can support each other. They can share, share salads and, and thoughts and ideas and what they're going through in order to maintain a healthy yeah. environment in, in their lives. And um, when you're starting a business and you're prioritizing your wealth, do you find that even yourself, you, you take a little bit of a step back on your health in order to pro- to progress or health always comes yeah. first for you have you ever been guilty of skipping a workout in favor of going to work or and how do you bring that balance back into your schedule well this this business has been uh, above and beyond me it, it, i have completely taken myself out of my comfort zone and i have um, tended to skip a few uh, sessions because at the moment it is an, an all-in process at abshack it is a you know let's get this sorted so that we can benefit from uh, its rewards at a later point and uh, with taking staff on and having to acquire certain targets on a business side of it, it, it is quite stressful and it is quite high pressured at the moment. Obviously being before Christmas as well, uh, it, you know, January I know it's going to explode but these next couple of months has kind of been a fight or flight kind of thing where it's survival of the fittest and we're just trying to get through these months to be able to get to the point we need to be to benefit the city and to make an impact on the UK like we want to. 
And I think that's great that you have this experience because it helps you identify with your clients that are going through similar challenges when you're training them and, you know, towing that line between no excuses and going all out and actually having some empathy and taking a step back for your overall well-being. And I think there's a place for both. Yeah, definitely. 100%. I mean, when people are all out, I mean, this is something that as a company, we'd like to provide a service that helps people with that lifestyle. Uh, you know, people who are CEOs and lead extremely stressful uh, lives that are constantly on the go and they don't have that break. I mean, I know if I had someone on the side of me that said, right, you, you mind for an hour, come with me, we're going to go get smash session and do mine's going to be clearer you're going to be much better and also here's your food for the day you know you eat properly you do this and if i had that sort of guidance i'd 100 percent take it up um obviously unfortunately I, I don't do it myself because i'm trying to implement <laughs> something that we can provide for the whole of the uk and um fortunately my needs are coming before everybody else at the moment yeah, well, that's what we provide at Urban Health, uh, actually. And our London clients are really happy with the service because we are we are a WhatsApp away from any meltdown that they're facing. So uh, <laughs> it, it is having that that nice uh, that nice voice in your ear, encouraging you to be the best version of yourself every day to make sure you don't sabotage your goals with your own yeah. actions. Definitely, and being able to support that with proper nutritional guidance and. You know, with like what you guys provide, it's it's perfect combination of, of what is going to help the UK and whoever you speak to, you know, excel in whatever area that they're in. Jace, that's been amazing. What is your website? How can we get in touch with you, your products, and your services? Uh, well, I've got a few different websites. You could get us at www.ab-shack.com if you want to contact us about food and nutrition. My personal website is www.jacebarvolution.com and the emails for either of those to contact me are on there. And uh, if you want to pop into Abshack, we are in Finley Coventry. Type in Abshack Coventry and you'll find us on Google. Come and visit us, say hello, and I'll, I'll treat you to a free coffee. Amazing. Thank you so much, Jace. Thank you for inspiring the nation and doing the good work that you do. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for helping Urban Health and keeping busy people healthy.